welcome to the first episode of Till Film Do Us Part with me, Chris. And me, Maria. A new podcast where we're going to talk about the films and TV shows that we've been watching at home. Uh, a little bit of background about us were a pair of newlyweds um, with a one-year-old who used to enjoy very much going to the cinema as part of our date nights. Uh, and now it's pretty much impossible, so we're subscribed to every major streaming platform. Uh, and we like to talk about uh, watch current films and films that we enjoy. Uh, and yeah, we wanted to record these podcasts uh, to talk a bit about those. Um, we thought it could be an interesting thing to do on a Thursday evening. So Maria, what have we been watching this week? So we've watched two films and one docu-series. Um, the two films were, the I still don't know how to pronounce this, The Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, White Noise, and we've watched the Harry and Meghan documentary as well. We have indeed. The Banshees of Inisherin. And that's how you say I it. I believe that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> um, we watched first. Uh, we'd heard a lot of very interesting things about this film. It's obviously been very sort of well-received. I tend to rely on IMDb for a, for a metric before we watch a film as to how good it is. And I think it gets a 7.9, so pretty pretty high score. Um, and I think it's already won some awards and it's been nominated for lots of awards. So Yeah, it received. I think it received a 15-minute standing ovation at Venice Film Festival. So, yeah, we, we had some high expectations. Um, for me, it was a good film, but I'm not sure it was a 15-minute standing ovation uh, at a film festival. Certainly one of those arty films. Um, you know, very beautiful scenery, explored some interesting issues. Um, the, the script was good. I think it was a funny film. I think it made us laugh a few times. Um, but I think we kept waiting for something more to happen. And it felt like it didn't. It felt like the the premise that we sort of like read before watching the film was just what it was about. And that was it. Whereas I felt like there was a, a part of me that was thinking, well, maybe we'll be like The Power of the Dog, which we watched last year. And we were not sure whether we were enjoying it or not until the end. And then we were like, wow, this was amazing. It's sort of like the ending makes you change the entire thought that you have and your entire opinion about the film. But here, it was just what it was. And then we've heard people say it was one of the best films they've watched this year and it just made me wonder whether it was the only film they've watched this year. <laughs> well, I think we watched a, a video of um, the director talking to uh, Taylor Swift as like uh, interviewing each other on, on YouTube and Taylor Swift said it was one of the best films she's watched, period. So, And yeah, I, so... I, I do respect Taylor Swift, <laughs> like anyone that knows me knows that it, she's just my, you know, goddess um but i just i was shocked because i do i do get that the cinematography is amazing i do get that the photography and the landscaping and everything is beautiful but you're, you sort of take that as a given um with certain directors when you sort of like know their work and and the last one that we watched with this director was the three billboards film which we really enjoyed as well um so yeah, just I, I would say it didn't really live up to the expectation, don't you think? Yeah, not quite. I think it was uh it was definitely a good film to watch. I, I enjoyed 
the pace of it. It was slow, but it sort of had enough humor within it. Um, a few laughs here and there, but not in a in a silly way, in quite a genuine way. I thought um, it was quite interesting the to explore kind of a breakup story um, without giving too many spoilers away, but a breakup story between two friends um, rather than a relationship breakup story, which is obviously what we're used to seeing in in TV and film. So, uh, yeah, it was certainly interesting. I, I can see the 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 character played by um by Brendan Gleeson his um you know he wants to to leave a legacy behind he lives in quite a simple small island small community um is probably tackling some internal demons in terms of the you know the purpose of his life and things like that but um i thought yeah in general i probably agree with maria it was a bit slow and didn't go to many places here but um, I definitely would put it in the good film category and I think probably given its reception and, and the fact it's probably going to win a few awards I would recommend watching it and maybe forming your own your own opinion um, I think once once you've read that you know it's been so acclaimed it almost makes you wonder is there something I didn't quite get from it um, was to me I think it kept us watching because it, it was entertaining and it was funny but at the same time it, it almost laid out what we what it was going to happen therefore there were no surprises or no you know and 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 maybe it's just that maybe it's as simple as two friends that stop being friends and you know um in a, in a quite in quite a radical way um but yeah maybe maybe that's just what it is yeah, I think it almost starts in a comical way um, of, you know, two grown men. One of them is just saying, I, I don't want to speak to you anymore. It's it's kind of hard to take it seriously as to whether anyone would actually approach it in that way. Just wake up one day and decide, I don't want to be friends anymore is probably something you would expect of a five-year-old and not... Um, because not, there's no explanation behind it. Not a 65-year-old. Um, and obviously we get the explanation. Um, it doesn't make it any easier for Colin Farrell's character who spends most of the film sort of struggling with rejection. Um, and again, maybe there's some things in there around it being a small community. He has a very simple life and essentially what is happening is his life is the simple things that he has in his life are disappearing. You know, there's going to the pub with a friend is the highlight of his day on a daily basis but those simple things that make you happy um, yeah. and that that be sort of like part of the routine and the things that you rely on so when that gets taken away from you it's almost like questioning your entire existence and just being you know what 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 is what does my life look like now what am i supposed to do now um speaking of the pub something really funny i read that they built it there was no pub in the area where they shot so they built it for the purpose of the film but because they had no permits, they had to demolish it after the film. And I thought that was really sad. I don't know how, like, much it would have been used, but it almost makes it look like such a waste. Like, wouldn't they have used the pub that was already built? Um, but yeah, I think, I think Colin Farrell's absolutely phenomenal. I think, for some reason, he was an actor I never... I felt like I re never really liked her. I never really took seriously 
And then the the last few films that we've watched with him, he's just been absolutely magnificent. So I do understand his nomination. Like he, you do believe his, you know, his pain and his, you know, lack of understanding and, and that sort of like desperation that comes when like someone cuts you out of their life and you just don't know why. And like you said, it, it did resemble a bit a breakup in that sense. You always, you almost, you know, you always want to know the reason why, whether it's to not make that mistake again or, um, so you do, you do, um, empathize with him a lot. And I think he does a really good job at transmitting that. Yeah. You definitely feel for his, his character. Um, and then you also feel for, uh, his character's sister who, um, interestingly is probably the only character who has outgrown, the island, despite Brendan Gleeson's character clearly feeling he's too important and too clever for the simple people of of um, of Ishirin. Um it's probably uh, yeah the sister character played by Kerry Condon that's the smarter of of everyone in the film, yeah. um, and sort of seeing her battle with that knowledge that she knows that she's probably too smart for where she is, and she wants to have more of an impact, and she wants. Um, to be able to do something that she enjoys um, rather than just sort of uh, live on the island with, with her brother. Um, and she's sort of battling the urge to tell the other characters how foolish they're being. Um, and I think, yeah, she plays a really interesting role um, and she was really good as well. I think you can probably understand, like get yourself in everyone's shoes because um, with Brendan Gleeson's character as well, I, I don't know if, if you've been in a situation where sometimes you're like, God, I just do not want to. But but again, it just takes you back to school. You, know, you don't want to be friends with this person. They keep bothering you and you just get frustrated at the fact that they don't understand. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the more we talk about it, the more we tend to like, like, the film, or the more we are appreciating as well, the, the more we hear about it. Yeah. It's sort of like, and I think that's what we like recommending films to people because then you get a point of view that maybe it's completely different to your own and makes you see things that, that you hadn't. Anyway, I think if you need uh, any excuse to watch this film, the animals that are in the film are adorable and there is the most adorable little donkey um, that just probably makes the film. So maybe the donkey should get a nomination because I think maybe. that's probably what a lot of people enjoyed about the film. Um, and also the, I think it's Dominic, the character, who's like the policeman's son. He adds a lot of comedy to the film. Sort of a little simpleton, um, doesn't quite understand social interaction, but he was he was very good. Um, we had seen him before work, working with Colin Farrell in The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah. So, which we yeah. didn't remember until we actually saw them together. Yeah. So, One of the things also that I read that I found quite interesting is that I think they agreed to play these roles, the, the two main characters, seven years before the film was made. And I remember the first time I read that sentence, I thought, why? <laughs> but I think, yeah, the, I think the more we talk about it, the more I... Of understanding the concepts and maybe it's one of those films that the second time you watch it it just gets to you in a different way yeah last comment i think i'll um 
say is from watching that, that video, the interview with the director, um, often you hear about actors and sort of method acting and really getting into the role and taking the role very seriously. And I think they had a conversation um, whether or not it would be better if Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson's characters were sort of animus, like on set and, you know, even after the the scene was finished, whether or not they still sort of ignored each other and were cold to each other. Um, but I think everybody decided that they were good enough actors that they didn't need to do that. So apparently the set was quite a um, a fun, happy place to be, which, uh, which sounds good as well. So yeah, we'll probably leave it there. I should ask you what you would grade this. I think out of 10, we should go out of 10. Yeah. Um, I think I'll seven. Yeah. Seven out of 10. It's a seven for me as well. I, I think I'm being swayed by conversations afterwards that it's that's it's climbing but i still think yeah i want to leave some room for better films so i'm gonna say a seven um good so then the next film that we watched was white noise um this is a film that we watched probably because i suggested we did we're both really big fans of adam driver um you've recently watched girls which i was obsessed with and I met you watch all six seasons and you loved it. Um, and he's definitely my favourite. Um, character. A, a character and actor in, in that show. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the director. I think anything that uh, Noah Baumbach has done as a director with Greta Gerwig, his wife, who also is a director, I've always been a really big fan of. I, I loved Frances High. It's one of my favourite films. So I think that's why I was so... And he's used Adam Driver before in other films. Um, so I was quite intrigued to know what this was about because it looked very different, especially to what he had done before, which was a merit story, um, which we absolutely loved. And it was seeing Adam Driver in a completely different role. However, I don't know. What, what did you think? This was one of the most random films that I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I didn't get it. Uh, I, 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 to be fair, I should have probably read some kind of like synopsis or summary, or at least a trailer beforehand to know what I was preparing for. But it... don't think don't you think sometimes because we tend to do before you used to go to the cinema and just watch a film and you wouldn't be able to research anything beforehand. And now it's sort of like the opposite. We read so much that it's almost, you know, changing our opinion or create, generating an opinion of the film before you actually watch it. It's the same with like this, this other film. Like we sort of like had a high expectation. And I think because it builds up in your head, then there's more room for disappointment. Whereas here, neither of us knew. Uh, I had watched the bit of the trailer, but neither of us knew what it was about. So you sort of like... I think just just knowing that it was like satire, I think from the beginning would have would have helped me focus on it more as a, a kind of a comedy than if you don't know that you're watching a comedy. Sometimes it takes a while for it to get into yeah. that. But uh, from my perspective, it felt like three completely like separate stories that didn't gel very well. Like yeah. the the be- the beginning almost kept to you on the edge of your seat because you just wanted to see what was going on and what was going to happen and it was quite sort of like intriguing and, and, and fast paced and then the second half of the film you feel like you're watching, you've tuned into something completely different that has 
nothing to do with the first part. And yeah, it just it, 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 I feel like it, you lose people's attention um, with that. And I've read a lot of like comments that say that they just didn't understand sort of like the, the transition before the, from the first part to the second part. Um, I read that it was based on a book. It is. So I guess we have to allow uh, the director and like the actors some leeway because they it was based on source material that you can't significantly change. So that's the story. That's what they've decided to make a film from. In terms of like the actual execution of the film, I could probably say that it was it was pretty cool. Like I liked the aesthetic of like the, the dialogues the, as well. It yeah. almost it was simultaneous dialogues happening at the same time, but it kept you going from one place of the room to another to sort of like follow everyone. One of the things that I, I found out is that um, the director read this book during the pandemic and found it extremely relevant. And he thought it was just, it's basically a book about American behavior. And if you think about it, a lot of what you see falls into cliches. Um, you know, when they're starting to talk about, there's that, there's a scene with it where um, university or a college professor is talking about car crashes in America and the impacts that they have in film. It's almost the same with anything that is mentioned throughout the film, is pure American culture. Yeah, and I, I think I enjoyed the part of the film that's kind of a uh, a disaster movie, the bit that, again, without giving too much away, is uh, very much feels like, um, yeah, an, an end of sort of world scenario for a small town or for like a part of the country. Um, I enjoyed the comedy and their reaction and in downplaying initially and then completely overreacting. Which brings you back to the pandemic, right? And you start thinking, exactly. well, that's how everyone was feeling. It's not a big deal. It's not happening here. It's not that close. And then it hits you. Exactly. Exactly. And then sort of the overreaction felt very American in terms of like, you know, setting up camps run by the military and all that kind of stuff. So I do get that. And I enjoyed that section of the film I just didn't really get the the back end of the film which was a completely different storyline um, on the sort of wife's character um, and and her uh, essentially like compelling fear of death leading her to yeah to make some questionable choices and it all sort of went a little bit silly towards the end so I found parts of it really entertaining and funny, i.e. the middle section that we just talked about, um, because I thought that, you know, it was interesting that the father is like a, an academic, very smart man, but he's clearly been outsmarted by, like, the young, like, uh, son in the in the family, who actually is following everything much more quickly on uh, on the radio and is ahead of everybody else, which kind of, like you say, it's, it's relevant in today's day yeah. and age where your parents are watching the news, but you, the kids are on Twitter and finding out everything that's outdated from the, the news show you watched five minutes ago is now no longer yeah. accurate. So. There's, certain, there's certain winks there and some like parallelisms that make it even more funny. But again, I just think it's... We both looked at each other in the second half of the film thinking, what... Have we changed to a different story? Like, what's going on now? Um, so... What score would you give it? So for me, because we, I had to 
physically make myself watch the end of the movie. Like, I could have easily turned it off with half an hour to go because I just got to that state, so I can't really give it more than, I would say, like a 5 out of 10. Um, I agree. And that's kind of reflect. IMDb is still at, like, 5.8, even though this does have some nominations in there for, like, Best Actor and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, The thing is, the, the actors, the performances are not bad. Like, I think with Adam Driver... Not you mentioned that it, you almost felt like he was his character on Girls performing because no, he's an actor on, on Girls and you thought it was almost like as if it... The, yeah, the reason that I made that comment was like the plays that he does in Girls, there's a couple of them where you get a glimpse and it's like, it's just very weird. But it's art and it's like Adam's very arty and everybody else kind of just like goes along with saying how good it is because... It's almost like you're not intelligent if you can't understand yeah. the thing. So it's like an element of like snobbery and, you know, we can talk about girls another time, but um, that group is obviously very into that side of things and want to be seen as like intellectual. So they, they all love the stuff that he does, but the regular person would just be like, what the hell am I watching? And that's generally the feeling that I had when watching this yeah. this film I think mainly for me is that if the actor can if I cannot forget about the actor and like sort of like um, get really hooked with the character and then I'm seeing the character and I'm buying into what the character is telling me if I'm very much aware that it's Adam Driver playing X then it's not I'm not convinced and from anything that we've watched him in this is probably the work that I've been more disappointed by um, so I will give it a five because it still has, you know, some, there's, there's part of the way the film has been made and the, the dialogues and the visuals and stuff that I think are a lot. And I think the fact that it's a book that I, I don't know when the book was written, but the relevance of it to nowadays, it's interesting. It's whether that adaptation needed further work or not. I, I don't know, but yeah, I would, I would give it a five. Yeah, there's just some really weird stuff in there as well. Like, you know, he's a professor saying so he teaches like Hitler studies and he has a he's friend. He's like an expert on Hitler. Yeah, and he has a friend that is trying to get like a class for like studying Elvis and they keep making parallels between Hitler and Elvis and it's just very confusing. <laughs> so, yeah, it just gets a bit dark at times. A bit, a bit weird, a bit yeah. weird. So probably wouldn't recommend watching that. Unless you're on mushrooms, that might be might be in- interesting um, so that's one one we recommend and one we don't and we both agreed on the score for both films so we'll try not to do that for every episode because it's definitely more interesting if one of us but it's funny because we normally don't agree yeah, exactly exactly um, so I guess the last thing really is just to talk about the Harry and Meghan docuseries that we watched um, we're probably a bit late on this one there's a few people that would have watched this when it came out um, it took us a while to get around to it and do you think it's a bit like British people with the crown, that British people don't necessarily have been as like hype with the crown as everyone else has been? No, I think... Or do you think people, because it, this is real life, people actually, and like that, and I think, you know, I think wanting people... to know the gossip and the story behind it, more people have watched it. Yeah, and I think people just really, really liked um, Prince Harry, and I would... It's hard, because obviously I maybe don't have the same friendship circles as everybody else but I would say the majority of people really liked Megan as well so 
I would say people were probably interested to hear their side of the story. You're because... a big fan of Suits. Yeah, of course. So, so yeah. what was their reaction when you found out that they were together? Just really weird. Just really weird. So that I really enjoyed that about the series, that they didn't just focus on uh, the fallout, the part where they get married and like the royal family. I really enjoyed that they told the story of how they met and there's just really nice... And who they were individually before they actually became a couple. Exactly. There's really sort of genuine stories in there. It's kind of funny to put yourself in the shoes of uh, somebody as part of the British royal family um, and uh, a Hollywood actress uh, and an activist. So like... Yeah, just how do you even go about dating a prince? Like, I don't know, I but just... it was it was my dream because I think when I moved to London, I think there was a picture on some newspaper or magazine or something of Harry buying doing like a, a shop at a Tesco somewhere, probably a really posh neighborhood. And I thought, well, if he shops there, I still have a chance. Um, that was what was funny for me because it's like an insight into how these. Especially Harry. I mean, he just hasn't been able to live a normal life. But he's he's clearly far. He was the most normal of them all. Exactly. And I think that's why a lot of people related to him in a way because you know everyone else seems so contained and so you know follow the protocol and so perfect. And he was the one who would like make mistakes and then apologize and. You know, there was a, a very, very much a human, more human side to him. You know, it was like the human side of the royals um, who were sort of like almost in the Olympus. Um, I, I really enjoyed the documentary. I think it showed a very um, honest side and of, of, of what they went through. And it's almost made me... I already had empathy towards them, but if anything, it's just made that bigger. And again, I know there is two sides to every story, but I do like them individually as people, and I think that's, you know. I feel like I feel like he's probably done the most to kind of understand life outside of the royal family, and he talks about his own like uh, sort of unconscious biases and stuff. And I think, yeah, I think is. It really shows what progressive thinking it looks like from like the monarchy, which is very interesting. Um, so I think there's been some more fallout today on something in, in he's written a book or something, and he actually talks about William getting getting physical at some point in their arguments. So there's probably still more to be told in this story, but I just really enjoyed the the honesty, the openness. Um, but I think ultimately it's one of those things where if you were on their side to begin with, you'll have your feelings validated. But the people that weren't on their side, the people that were saying, you know, well, who does she think she is? And, you know, this is not what you do and you join the wrong family. Like those people also will just validate their ideas. They'll just decide that they're both doing this for the money and that they're manipulative and, and they want it all to be about them. And it's very sad, the the sort of grip that um, the British media, uh, specifically the tabloids, have on um, certain people. And, and, you know, I would just hope that it's a minority because um, it seems like they're both genuinely nice people. 
which is not something I probably would have predicted myself saying about a royal, yeah. a royal who was born into like money and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the documentary. I thought it was um, really sort of open and informative, and I thought that um, it probably yeah. took a lot for them to actually go yeah. ahead and give the green light on it because it does probably break even more the, up the family because the the general sort of monarchy motto is to keep everything internal and not talk about anything so and i think also um there's always like there's always going to be backlash and there's always going to be haters and there's always you know i've spoken to my own like family about having watched this and the main thing is because they feed so much into what's been sold by tabloids and and media and stuff is that well she's an actress you know so she can do a very good job was I, I I generally think that what we were watching and the reactions and everything were genuine and um, I, I, I think it was entertaining I think it would have been you know it could have gone either way it could have been something that you just don't understand the reason why they've made the documentary at all after having given interviews and stuff but they because they also used it as a platform to give visibility to the work that they do um, I thought it was really, I thought it was special. I think that's the word that I would use to describe it. Yeah, I like that they showed like the sort of family personal side, things that they've recorded on smartphones and obviously with the camera crew at some point, like it was, it was a nice insight into their life, obviously once they Just had, because you're privileged doesn't mean you don't go through difficulties. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. So. Right, so uh, what, uh, what, do, what do we have on the list for the next few weeks in terms of watching i have no idea that's usually your that's usually my expertise we did say that we really wanted to watch the whale with brendan fraser because we've watched a few we've read a few reviews and we also it was also very much acclaimed um i don't know if it was like kind film festival he got a massive standing ovation obviously we've not seen him in in anything until now um it's just whether we can find a platform where to but we can stream that and there was also a film with um was it my policeman with harry styles based on amazon prime and we said we wanted to watch it and we've not got around to it and i think that came from the last film that we saw him in and having the question is he a good actor or is he just so charismatic that we like him in everything he does? Yeah, I still don't think he's probably done a film that really... Because the last one tests... was Don't, don't Worry Darling, yeah. and we quite liked him in that. But again, he wasn't that relevant. Much. I don't think it tested him too much. I think that film was far more based around... Florence Pugh. Uh, Florence Pugh, but yeah. Um, let's see, we can maybe try those and I'll have to see what comes up in the, in the TV series. I feel like we've been adding things to our lists for a very long time and it's only just now that we're starting to work our way through it. And award season's around the corner, so we'll definitely be watching some of the nominated films. Great. Well, let's leave it there. Um, Thank you for listening and uh, tune in next week for episode two of Till Film Do Us Part. Yeah. Bye-bye for now. Bye.